Hello and welcome to the Herald Journal's Digital Audio Studio. I am digital editor Gabe Wisnett, joined today by reporter, sports reporter Eric Boynton. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Panthers camp, uh, not in tremendous detail, but at least something to kick off camp. Um, the players will begin arriving next Wednesday. We're recording this now on Friday afternoon um, at you know, almost one o'clock. So we're just a few days away from players arriving and all the hoopla that goes into the beginning of training camp that extends into, you know, early August or so. Uh, Eric has been covering Panthers camp here at um, Spartanburg Wofford College for 15, 16 years. Uh, Eric, talk about that a little bit. You know, you've you've been around the block and, and know, know the ropes as far as covering camp. Uh what do you enjoy the most? Maybe what are the toughest challenges that go into it? Well, it stayed, you know, camp stays pretty much the same year after year. They, they've obviously made some uh, changes over the years to the Wofford site the uh, last couple of years just in terms of uh, trying to beautify uh, the surroundings with, uh, you know, you know, various landscaping, that type of thing. But the uh, really, you know, the toughest challenges is that, you know, the NFL, it seems like every year more and more they, they kind of uh, enclose themselves a little bit to the media. So it's a little bit more difficult. We don't get quite a, as good a viewpoint. We're kind of herded down to uh, one end zone, whereas we used to be able to get, you know, right on the sideline uh, to watch the action and could actually hear a lot of what was being said, that type of thing. Uh, and, you know, videos become a little bit more limited. Uh, some of the interviews have become a little bit more limited. But, uh, you know, for the most part, it's uh, pretty much stayed the same. And it's uh, always great to have the NFL. I mean, we're really so blessed here in Spartanburg yeah. to have an NFL franchise in, in a day and age. And I think there's a dozen or fewer that go off, you know, off-site, off their main stadium site to uh, hold training camp. And we're just really lucky here in Spartanburg that uh, you know that still remains to this day although we'll, we'll see how much longer under new ownership that remains but uh, you know some of the fun parts are just you know just getting to kind of kind of see these players up close get to talk to them on a fairly regular basis get to kind of know their personalities a little bit more you so when you're watching them on games and throughout the season you, you, you kind of feel like you you know you know the guy making the tackle or making the big play a little bit even though there's not a personal relationship it still allows you you know the, a little bit of a personal connection with these guys so that's that's really the most fun part about it and as you mentioned uh big big changes at the top uh hedge fund billionaire david tepper bought the team uh you know jerry richardson obviously a, a a name that a lot of folks are familiar with around here with his you know his influence at wofford college and his influence around you know just the upstate in general uh the big sports illustrated article that comes out comes out that you know talks about Richardson's alleged uh, workplace harassment issues, etc. Uh, just major, major changes at the top. Uh, speak to that in terms of what that could mean to, you know, how, how Tepper may handle the media, how Tepper may be a little more transparent with things than, than Richardson was. Yeah, and it's good. I think it's probably good at this time to uh, kind of get a fresh start I mean, Jerry Richardson, uh, we, as you just mentioned, his influence here in Spartanburg and Wofford College, and, and he's solely, pretty much solely responsible for bringing the NFL to the Carolinas. And uh, a lot of people thought 25 years ago or so that, you know, Charlotte and, and South Carolina, North Carolina might not be a big enough market at that point for the NFL. And he's a guy that fought, 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 and got the franchise here. So, you know, he's done a lot of good in that regard, uh, but just due to, 
you know, the, the temperature of the country and, and it's really harassment's become such and, and wonderfully so has become a hot button issue. Right. And so it's probably great to get a fresh start and kind of wipe the slate clean. Uh, Tepper, I mean, just the fact that he gave a press conference, you know, a couple of weeks ago and stood up there in front of the media, that, that's something that Jerry Richardson rarely ever did. I mean, he, the, the press was rarely allowed any kind of access to, to Richardson. And uh, to me, it's, you know, you don't have to be an owner that's a Jerry Jones type that's always out there front and center because we all know the players and the coaches are the, are the main people that the fans are interested in and, and they're the people getting the job done on the field. But to me, it, it is good to have an owner who's kind of, you know, a little bit more of the public face of his own franchise and is out there in the community and, and, and kind of is, isn't a guy that's kind of behind his ivory, up in his ivory tower, so to speak. And, and again, I, I, there's maybe just a couple of times over the course of uh, Jerry Richardson's ownership that he ever allowed, uh, he ever did a press conference or ever took questions from the media. And, uh, you know, and that's, and the fans want to hear a lot of times what the owner has to say exactly. on certain su- yeah. subjects. So to me, if Tepper is going to be a guy uh, that's going to be out there more front and center, I, I think that, uh, you know, that that's good for the franchise. And again, you don't wipe away all the good that Jerry Richardson did, but I, I like the fresh start and I like if there's going to be an owner that's going to maybe be more available to the media, thus more available to the general public. Yeah, that that notion of of transparency, I think, will be welcome to a lot of folks around the around the franchise, fans and media alike. Uh, not not just the the only change. A lot of a lot of changes this off season for the Panthers, and I guess there are every year for a lot of NFL teams. But um, new offensive coordinator Norv Turner, uh, Mike Shula is out. Um, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes has gone to Arizona, and now def- defensive line coach Eric Washington promoted to defensive coordinator so new offensive coordinator new defensive coordinator um break that down in terms of how you think that shifts this team um x's and o's x's and o's wise well, offensively, North Turner, you know, he's been a million different places in the yeah. NFL. I think he's would have been a three-time head coach and uh, an offensive coordinator, I think, at five, five, six different places. And a guy that just knows the NFL inside and out. Uh, you know, North Turner's a guy that's kind of known as a quarterback's coach, like a quarterback whisperer. I think I've seen the term used, if you will. And uh, he's a guy that likes, still likes to stick with it with the, uh, you know, the running game, wants to have a good, solid, you know, hard-nosed running attack, but he loves to throw the ball down the field. And when you've got a strong-armed, big, strong-armed quarterback like Cam Newton, that kind of plays in uh, Newton's strong point. He throws a very nice, deep ball. And Cam's never been a guy, you know, a few years ago, they kind of went to the more, bringing in Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. They were going to try to incorporate more of the uh, dink and dunk game, the short passing attack, and that's really not Newton's, you know, uh, strength really. And, and, and he, his, you know, he's always never had a very good completion percentage. So to me, it'll probably dip a little bit in Turner's style of Cam's going to take a lot more shots down the field. But I think you're also going to see a lot more as a result, a lot more completed balls down the field, a lot more downfield throws, completions over 20, 25 yards, and and even deeper strikes than that. So I think that's that'll be the biggest change uh, that you see there. Uh, they brought C.J. Anderson aboard uh, as their new running back, a former thousand yard rusher with the Broncos. Jonathan Stewart's out after a decade with the team, and you know, and, and Anderson maybe has some fresher legs. Uh, McCaffrey's in his second year now with the team. Uh, Curtis Samuel was a, a guy, a very athletic kind of uh, running back slash wide receiver. They mainly played it wide out, but he was hurt for the majority of the year. A second round pick out of Ohio State, yeah. and he's a guy that they're kind of expecting big things to maybe help incorporate a little bit more of a dink and dunk style. So to get him back in there is great. They got the veteran Tory Smith, who's a long proven deep 
deep threat. Jarius Wright's a guy that's had some, you know, semi-productive years. Another veteran, he'll be the slot guy. So, uh, and then Demir Bird, the former South Carolina Gamecock, uh, finally, you know, made the 53-man roster after some years on the practice squad. Has absolute elite speed, and uh, he just couldn't stay healthy last year. Was uh, missed the majority of the year after he had a couple of great performances. So, uh, I think you're really going to see North Turner play to Cam Newton's strong arm strength and that's getting the ball deep down the field uh, as far as the defense goes I just think you'll see kind of status quo I think that's why they stayed with Eric Washington who oversaw yeah. the defensive line uh, in past years and uh, that's the strength of the Panthers their front seven you know very good linebacking core although they'll miss Thomas Davis for the first four games of next season due to a uh, uh, performance enhancing drug suspension but uh, you know I, I think it'll be pretty much status quo on a, on a defense where Kawan Shorts the star in the middle signed him to a big contract uh, you know, Charles Johnson's another guy that's gone, but they re-signed Julius Peppers. He showed no signs at 38 years old or would sure. have been 37 last year of slowing down. So while I think you'll see some differences in the offense, I think the defense is going to remain the same stout defense, very much the same style as, we, as the Panthers uh, have become accustomed to showing. Yeah, so I mean, uh, wholesale changes. You know, I can't really remember an off season where, you know, from from the coaching standpoint and from a personnel standpoint, um, specifically on offense, where things have changed over so much for this for this team and this franchise. Um, and going back to that, what do you see as the most important personnel move that this team made in the off season on the offensive side? Well, probably just trying to you know trying to upgrade the wide receiver core and trying to get Cam Newton some some guys uh, you know some big play type of guys. I mean, the Russell Shepard experiment from Tampa Bay really didn't pan out. They brought Shepard in thinking we give this guy more of a uh, pronounced role than he had with the Buccaneers. He maybe has the skill set to have a big season, and he just didn't have it. You know, and they gave up on him after one year. They really haven't had a dynamic playmaker since Steve Smith. You know, left Ted Ginn, I mean, great elite speed. Again, a lot of drops. You kind of hit and miss with Ginn. I I think he's a guy that maybe the Panthers should have kept around. Uh, They let him go once, brought him back in, and he was very good for them. They let him go again. But uh, pretty much probably a money thing there. He he had a good season with them and then could command more on the open market. But I think bringing DJ Moore in, they spent their first round overall pick. uh, I think it was 21st maybe overall on DJ Moore, uh, the wide receiver out of Maryland, who's a great playmaker. And like I mentioned, Torrey Smith is a guy that's had some good years with various franchises uh, in the league, and, and, and if he could step in, and he would be the number two guy. I think Devin Funches will remain your number one guy, but you know, Funches at 6'4", 220 pounds, he's more that over-the-middle guy, the, the third-down guy, the uh, red-zone guy. He's not a guy that's really going to stretch the field for you. So I think, uh, I, just, I just like what they've done in trying yeah. to, to get Cam Newton some help at receiver. I think that's the biggest change and or upgrade they've made as far as the overall roster this year. Yeah, and this that wide receiver core uh, just couldn't get off of the the injury bug last year. Whether it was Greg Olson, um, whether it was you know Bird after some big games, um, they just couldn't stay healthy. And uh, that you know that that's obviously a big key. And 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 I'm sure that you know that that would turn things around if those guys can just stay on the field. Absolutely. Um, on the defensive side, kind of along the similar lines, what do you see as um, the most important moves or? Um, you know, changes that this team's team has made. 
Well, they're kind of redoing the uh, the secondary. Uh, they let Daryl Worley uh, go, or traded him actually to uh, release. Actually, they released him, and he was picked up by Philadelphia. Quickly arrested not long after he got to Philadelphia. Now he's been released again. So, you know, Worley was not a bad player for them. They brought him and uh, and Bradbury in at the same time uh, in the same draft, and actually uh, drafted Zach Sanchez out of Oklahoma in that same draft as well. So they really went cornerback heavy a couple of years ago, and uh, Sanchez has pretty much been a practice squad guy. Now Worley's gone. Bradbury should be the starter at one spot, and they brought in Seymour, uh, a veteran from Buffalo, to supposedly be the starter at uh, the other cornerback position. So they're kind of redoing. They're still tinkering with that backfield. They let Trey Boston go at safety. They've got Mike Adams, who's going to be uh, pushing his mid-30s now, is uh, back there. So, you know, that that's going to kind of be the main work in progress. But, you know, up front, they still have one of the better linebacking cores in the whole league with uh, Shaq Thompson, a great versatile uh, linebacker, that r- great speed. Luke Keekley, arguably the best linebacker in football right now. And then Thomas Davis, uh, you know, said initially this is going to be his last year. But I think he's backtracked uh, yeah. from some things I'd saw recently, uh, at least on his his social media accounts, and maybe he'll be around another another year or two. And he's a guy that hasn't seems like he hasn't lost a step after three major uh, you know knee surgeries, ACL tears, and may, maybe some of that left a little extra gas in his tank at his advanced age. But you know that front seven's still going to be great. Kawan Short up front there, um, you know, and, that, and that's that's their bread and butter. Just you know, getting after the quarterback. You know, uh, uh, Addison. Um, don't forget to get uh, Addison Johnson uh, is another guy up front uh, that can really get after the quarterback. So it's you know it's that front seven is going to have to probably play well and, and let, the, let the secondary kind of shake itself out and some new faces back there and really uh, allow them to kind of settle in and, and, and find their footing back there. Certainly uh, an intriguing offseason and, uh, you know, promises to be one of the more, you know, interesting and, and years of changes that we've seen from the Panthers and, you know, maybe maybe in their history, especially when you consider everything that happened at the top. Uh, Eric, appreciate your time. I'm sure we will be back in the studio to talk more as um, as camp progresses and as it gets started. And uh, we'll look forward to it.